The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I have always wanted an excuse to wear one of those like Boston style hats. You know what I'm oh, talking about with like a little, Greg. the little brim, and then it like, like, uh, like it pins down in the front. No, that's I've always wanted a reason to wear it, and I know that I've I've never been able to pull it off. But I feel like now, if I follow this path, nothing has changed. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely, to where they'll no be sense. like, oh yeah, there that guy goes. Yeah, I know what there he does. He goes. There he exactly. goes. Is that your theme song? I don't finally be cool for me to wear that thing, <laughs> and I can wear it all the time. And I'll be like, no, I don't take my hat off. Uh, but you, you know, tip your hat to the ladies. But I tip my hat to the ladies. Mm-hmm. How cool will that be? I can even start using an accent. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Totally Thank you crazy. so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Also, occasionally video. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Radio. Subscribe to that channel. We will be posting some occasional things, and uh, we would like everybody to follow us on that. That would, that would be, be wonderful. That would be Wonderful. You know what? This has inspired me to wear a different shirt every day. <laughs> Look at the goals. Because behind the scenes, we've been filming video every day. Yeah. Some of it's in the archives for the Supporters Club members. Some of it will be going up live for other people. But because Sarah's on camera, apparently she's now changing her shirt. No, because uh, behind the scenes, and I'm just going to say it now, it's not behind the scenes anymore. I usually wear like the same shirt every day. Yeah. Because this is like pre-shower. This is like pre-shower time. So usually I'll just put on something because like I'll just wear it from like for here. Then I'll go home. I'll either like go for a walk or go to the gym and change out of it so I don't get it dirty. Uh huh. But now I have to excuse? since I'm on camera. It's I have to like change the shirt. Yeah. No, it's nothing to do with laziness. You just wear. No, the it's same super shirt. lazy. It's super lazy. The same shirt every day. Did you take a shower today? No. Okay. No, right. it's no. So it's these are the perks time. of video. You get to see Sarah unshowered. That's, yeah, that's kind of Ew, weird. Maybe that that'll, sounds that awful. Sounds really I feel like anyway. Judah Friedlander, like when he has his like different hats that he wears every day on uh-huh. uh, on Thirty Rock, but now it's gonna be like, what shirt because is Sarah wearing? Because you're changing your shirt every day. You're supposed to wear a different shirt. I'm pretty proud. Yeah. Yesterday well. was a David Bowie shirt. Today, my Crossroads music shirt. Okay. All right. Well, there what you go. What will it be tomorrow? Who oh, knows? Oh boy, it's a it's a big mystery it's here. A, Fun Employment Radio, it's Portland's a best podcast. Nominate us. www.week.com. Go there and nominate Fun Employment Radio for Please Best do. of Portland. All right. So, Sarah did. Uh, if you listen to yesterday's show, which I highly encourage everybody to listen to it, we kind of had a breakdown. And normally, there's not a lot of editing that goes on on our show anyway. No. But in particular, yesterday, I decided not to edit anything out. You didn't take anything out. No, I left. Oh the whole thing. God, I was. So so delirious. I left the whole thing on there. Okay. I told you I was doing that. Was it pre or post when I took my NyQuil when I got home? I let it all, I left it all on there. <laughs> I left the every. I left everything on there. Oh, I was so sad. Yeah, I know. No, I left it in. Do you hear, could you hear me sniffling, crying in the background a little? Yeah, kind of. Oh. I left it on the podcast. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to get out. So I left the whole thing in. Okay. So Sarah no, actually left right. I mean... in the middle of the show yesterday. I told you I was going to do it. Maybe you were just delirious and didn't realize it. Um... So you can listen to that from yesterday's episode. And we ended up doing a call-in show where I took live callers who called in. So I want to say thank you to our callers. We had Ben, who works for TriMet. He's a bus driver. Yes. Who called in. And we had some question and answer sessions about driving the oh, bus. Oh, I'm going to need to listen to this. I have many questions oh, yeah. about the bus. We had lots of questions. So we, we did that. And then on top of that, we had uh, Mr. Pancakes of <gasps> Butterman and Mr. Pancakes fame. Oh, so you're, it was like when we interviewed Amy Schumer before she got super famous. Because, yes. of course, you and Mr. Pancakes, the yes. Butterman and Mr. Pancakes, are going to be huge 
Summer 2018. Uh, summer hit 2018. Yeah. Butterman, Mr. Pancake, featuring Mr. Pancakes. You can check that out on Spotify or wherever you get your music. You can definitely download Butterman, featuring Mr. Pancakes. Super hit 2018. Oh, so nice. Mr. Pancakes called in, and then Brahim called in, and we had some Squatch Talk. So we <gasps> did a little lovely. bit of that. Yeah. So it was, it was a really fun show. You can tune into that uh, from, from yesterday's episode. I think it's 1983. It sure is. FDR 1983. All right. So tune into that one. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. But before you left, we were on the road to talking about something. Mm-hmm. And since you've been sick and you've been at I have home. been. I got re-sick. Like, I was better and then I pushed it. Which, by the way, any of you out there who I know everybody hates being sick, but if you're starting to feel a little bit better, maybe don't go on, like, a... Like, a three-mile hike and then, like, ride your bike around all weekend and think that you're a thousand percent. You're not. You got you to gotta uh, give yourself a break a little bit. All right. Well. It's going to come back. Now that you've learned this lesson, um, one of the things, though, you've been doing, and this was a question we proposed on, on Twitter, too, uh, twitter.com slash Radio, and I, I think I did this last week, is what – what you watch when you're sick. Mm-hmm. And we've got a few things that we're going to get to today. I'm going to explain. Oh, I will and I want explain, you to explain your hat. I thing. will explain the hat. Sorry. Yeah. I'll explain the hat here in just a little bit because I've got a job offer, I think, that came through in the mail. And I think it's going to be a good excuse to use this. I'll explain it here in a little bit. But hmm. I'm getting hired now. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Money wasn't discussed, but I'm pretty sure money money's implied. Money will be changing hands. It was implied. Okay. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. But for you, you were on the road to talking about something yesterday as far as what you watch when you're sick. And we all know you have unique taste in television and movies. I do. It's true. They're terrible. And I, I, I basically insinuated that you were verbal or, or visually flogging yourself. Yes. I love it. Except for, like that makes it sound like I'm watching pain. like... Some sort of, like, snuff porn or something. No, you're visually flogging yourself by watching terrible movies. Yeah. It's a visual flog. I really want that term to stick. You I've really are. i to make that term it's like, stick. It's really uncomfortable. Oh, watching That's this is like, not a good like I'm visually flogging myself right now. Yeah, I think it that It sounds like you're out. touching yourself, Greg. I think, I think we can make it work. Visually flogging Okay, well, let's myself. just... Let you I'm not saying it like yesterday. in a sexy term. I'm saying it as a, like, oh, I'm visually flogging myself. Well, when you are sick, you're slightly delirious, and you don't want to watch something, you're like, I need to watch that Oscar-worthy movie that I've been meaning to watch. Right. Because you know you're going to be drifting in and out of consciousness. For sure. You need to watch something a little crappy. Yeah. So I, of course, love my Lifetime movies. Yes. Love See, but that's them. what you designate as a good movie. Yeah, some of them so are. So what because... I want to know is what you designate as a as a bad movie. And that's that's what I'm trying to determine by some of the things that you were See, you were I am almost feeling comfortable enough to say that I don't believe there is such thing as a lifetime movie yeah. because life uh, as a bad lifetime movie because lifetime movies are self-aware. And I don't feel like you can be that terrible at something if you are aware that you're supposed to so be terrible. So it's intentionally bad. Exactly. If intentionally bad stuff like I don't find that to be bad, but things that are trying to be like groundbreaking or edgy mm-hmm. or you know like oh it's a you know it's a it's a mystery like but with a bad girl and stuff. And it's trying to be a decent movie, but with like a shitty lifetime plot. Then I feel like that's a bad movie. And you and you are a lifetime expert. You know, you're I, an expert. I think on bad movies. I feel like I, would, I am. I would venture to say. I, I have uh, yes, I've watched every meal uh, movie done by Neil Breen. Um, I own right. multiple copies of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yeah, but I'm. I don't mean those ones. I mean like actual, like. Normal. Are you talking about Blair Witch Project Two, Book of Shadows? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Which there was a Blair Witch Project Two, in case you didn't know. All right, so so there was one in particular though you were were bringing up. Yes, that you were watching, and I was wondering maybe you can maybe you care to share it to everybody else. So if there's other people who are out there who are at home want to watch a a bad movie, 
Maybe you can tell us what this one is. Well, I I don't know if I would recommend this one per se, but it was pretty entertaining. Okay. All right. So I did watch, I believe it's from 1992, starring a young Drew Barrymore, a creepy Tom Skerritt, and Darlene from Tom Skerritt, Roseanne. I feel like, was in every movie. Tom Skerritt was in everything. Tom yeah. Skerritt was in, like, Picket Fences. Do you yeah. remember that? Uh, yeah, Picket Fences. He was in... Um, what was it? What's the one with Brad Pitt in like Montana or something? A river runs through it. He's yeah. in that too. Everybody who finds Brad Pitt attractive remembers a river runs through it. Oh, okay. I thought that was the other one where he had like the long hair and was riding around on a horseback. That was Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. I thought that was the one. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. So, so this is Poison Ivy is the name of it. Oh, you just yeah, you blew my lead. Yes. I'm sorry. I just I just saw somebody post it in the live chat. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Said I didn't it mean yet. to. I didn't mean That's to blow okay. it. Okay. Yes, indeed. I watched the one, the only, the original Poison Ivy. Okay. Which is Drew Barrymore in the midst of like being like 90s bad girl with like the, oh my God, with the amazing bleach blonde hair and the bright red lips and the skanky clothes and like uh-huh. the, the cross tattoo. Oh, she has a cross glorious. tattoo? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She has, I know, I think that she has one in real life in, on her ankle. Okay. I think she has it somewhere, but in this one she has it like on her thigh so that Tom Skerritt can lecherously stare at it as she's stroking her legs as he's giving her a ride home oh, with his God. daughter. Okay. Yeah. It is so creepy. So it's – yeah, it's Drew Barrymore and uh, and she's like, you know, bad girl from the school who befriends Darlene from Roseanne. I can never remember her name. Darlene. Yeah. I didn't know. That's um, Sarah, Laura Ingalls Wilder's sister. Okay. I thought you were going to actually give me a name. It's Laura Ingalls Wilder's sister uh, in real life. Oh, how yeah, Darlene, exciting. Darlene from Roseanne. You know Laura Ingalls Wilder? Yes, of course I do. From Little House on the Prairie? Yes, I watched Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, My mom cried for days when Michael Landon died. Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert, yeah. thank you. I didn't know she did movies. She she had like a movie thing? Oh, yeah. No, Sarah Gilbert was in a lot of 90s movies. Really? So she was like the pseudo-lesbian, like unpopular girl at this school that befriends Ivy, who is played by Drew Barrymore. Okay. Drew Barrymore comes from kind of a broken household, and so she kind of okay. infiltrates into... Um, into Sarah Gilbert's uh, household. And then um, Sarah Gilbert's mom, Cheryl, is played by Cheryl Ladd, who is sickly. And so she's there. She doesn't trust this poison, this ivy, because she can see that she's putting the moves on her man. Okay. Yeah. So it's putting like this uh, 15-year-old seductress. Yeah. Ooh, there's like so many. There are multiple creepy sex scenes with Tom Skerritt and Drew Barrymore. Really? I remember watching this when I was young and being so grossed out like I'm like should this I'm like I feel like I should be excited about seeing this and this is just gross like with his dentures like oh dentures what he had dentures and in she's it? like 15 I don't know he has like big Tom Scarrett was he taking teeth. out his dentures and then making he out he doesn't take Barrymore? out his dentures no but it's Ugh. very it's a very sensual yeah movie yeah, as it's being noted in the live chat for the Supporters Club, Ben says the early 90s were a golden age of erotic thrillers. Yes. There were, wasn't Sliver out around then? Sliver. Um, oh, my Basic God. Basic Instinct. Yeah, um, and I was thinking like erotic thrillers and then also like um, like May-December romances, like The Crush. The Crush. What's, was that Alicia Silverstone? That was Alicia Silverstone. And, I don't remember. And um, uh, what's the guy from The Princess Bride? Oh, Carrie Elwes. Yes. Yes. And he's in that, and she has she a crush like on him. She was like a neighbor. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. had a crush but on him. But then they're also, like, then, so though. those are all, like, awful, but then, like, the oh, Lifetime movies. the Hand That Rocks the Cradle. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That's Not what I saw. Not supposed to touch the baby. Not supposed to touch the baby. Um, <laughs> I'm remembering all of these movies now. Okay, so. Yeah. So they're all amazing. But, I mean, but also, so there's, like, that, like, the theatrical type ones, which all have aged poorly. They're terrible. But then there yeah. are also the Lifetime ones. 
that still like hold up because they're they were made to be terrible, so they're not terrible. Like there was this one called um, starring Felicity or who's the girl Carrie Russell who played Felicity uh-huh. called the Babysitter's Seduction, which is baby basically like the exact same thing. Carrie Russell was around. Okay, all right. Or not not. Yeah, Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, she was in a bunch of Lifetime movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, it's bit I'm being noted there's some other good ones here that people are listing off. Body of Evidence with Madonna and Willem Dafoe. You're right. There was a whole bunch of those back then. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Body of Evidence filmed here? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. In the West Hills, I remember. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. also being noted that uh, Drew Barrymore is your doppelganger again. So. Oh, that's so nice. I'm saying that there. I've always thought that, but nobody ever said that. Really? I always wanted it to be. <laughs> well, when I was younger, because I had the same exact hair as her, uh-huh. and, like I thought that maybe, maybe that bit. would happen. Well, so so with Poison Ivy. Oh God, yeah, it just it, it's one of those like horrible nineties, like uh, like most nineties erotic thrillers, just kind of ends with one of them dying, which is usually the bad person or the good person. Who's to say? I'm not Somebody spoil f- it. they fall off a cliff, or close, a bridge, or a house, a balcony, balcony. Okay, balcony. They always die with a fall. And then like there's rain, and, and they're laying else, there. You think somebody else is going to die, and then they fall <laughs> off of a cliff, and... There's a struggle. Yeah. There's a struggle between, like, the heroine and the bad person. It's like, who's going to win? What kind of movie is this going to be? Which is, again, why Lifetime, um, like, erotic thrillers are better than movie ones. Because the movie ones, for the most part, the good guy always wins. In Lifetime, it's a crapshoot. It's uh, 50-50. Yeah. You never know who's going to actually gonna win. Happen. Yeah. Okay. So Poison Ivy. So what do we, what do we have with this? Oh, it was just that. It's I'm terrible. just saying that it's like all these movies that I'm that I am like recalling fondly. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this was a terrible movie. Like, do you remember Fear? Is that with Marky Mark? Marky Mark and Reese Witherspoon. Like, Let me in. Yeah, and he's all crazy. Uh-huh. I remember thinking that I really thought that movie was great, and I started rewatching that one too. Not, Not so, so great. Much. Not Based so. Based set in Seattle, which yeah. is kind of exciting. That was pretty much Wha- it. Woohoo! I know. Well, like, that's a little exciting. It's like, yeah. oh, that's a place that I know that I'm familiar. <laughs> I've with. I've been there. Um. Okay. All right. So yeah, I I do remember fear, but I don't think I watched. <gasps> oh, a lot John of these wasn't movies. saying that I was a doppelganger. Yeah, no, I got it. Drew yeah. oh. that Drew Barrymore was in a movie called Doppelganger. Okay, I I'm okay. I'm gonna go. I'm falling down the Drew Barrymore rabbit hole. I'm gonna watch some more. Okay, yeah. so you're on a Drew Barrymore kick. Sure, if you will. All right. So Poison Ivy. Watch yeah. it or don't watch it. Don't watch it unless you want to. Unless you want to watch an erotic thriller starring sex scenes between a young Drew Barrymore and a creepy Tom Skerritt. Okay. Then go for it. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to think because there's not a lot of those movies from the 90s that I still watch. So I'm trying to remember which ones. I mean, I remember like really liking Go. I remember liking uh, SFW. Did you ever watch that one? SFW was really messed up. It was. Just, it stands for So Fucking What? And I don't think I've even heard. I thought you were talking about um, SLC Punk for a second. No, I like that movie. Yeah, SFW was this one. I used to watch it a lot back then. And it's a movie. It stars, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, poor man's Christian Slater. Uh, uh, Stephen Dorff. Yes, Timothy Oliphant. Stephen Dorff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Dorff. So it it's, takes place in like this, um, uh, like, a gro- like a mini mart. And these people take over the mini-mart. They come in with guns and they have masks on. And they start filming and it becomes this television show that, that, that's that being aired. Awful. Yeah, so it's like they hold them hostage and they start airing the footage, if I remember. And it's just people kind of going nuts while they're in this grocery store or in the mini-mart. If I remember, that's, that, it was something along those lines. It was kind of ahead of its time, actually, for what it was. And, uh, and then they all become like... They, they're all famous off of it. It's not really a comedy. Okay. 
But uh, I mean, is that something that you want to revisit? Do you think I should watch I, it again? I would watch it again. It probably didn't hold up very well. I'm gonna guess it did not. Let's see the the whole. Um, yeah, the whole premise here, let me, I'll read it from, from IMDb. The premise of SFW is an alienated and misanthropic teenager uh, gains sudden and unwanted celebrity status after he's taken hostage by terrorists, where his indifference to their threats to kill him makes news headlines. Oh, boy. Because he doesn't care. So fucking what? Oh, so this is like one of SFW. those like, shocking ones that came out around the time as like kids. Yeah, kind of. Do you remember how shocking kids was? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have no legs. I have, I no, have legs. no legs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was kind of what those things were. Um, if you want a little bit of, uh, so I found this really quick. I found one of the trailers. I just want to play this one line. I think it's up, up here in a few from uh, Poison Ivy, the trailer from okay. 1991. All right. Here, wait, here's a little of the seduction from the 90s. It's so beautiful. This is the trailer? You're playing something on there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Let's go ahead and stop that. Can you stop it? And she'd do anything. Okay, yeah, hit it again. Home. And she'd do anything to get it. Hello, Mr. Cooper. Care for anything? Here it comes. Because Ivy is beautiful to look at, but deadly to the touch. <laughs> yes. Oh, so much drama. What the hell are you doing in my mom's car? I'm sorry. Won't ever happen again. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, a sexy it thriller. You already did. Remember last night? Last oh. night? Last night? Oh, In its and with national the theatrical release, Poison Ivy got tremendous exposure. Tremendous exposure. Wall Street exposure. Journal called it seductive and erotic. <sighs> Wait, is this for the video? An advertisement for the video? Oh yeah. Are you accusing me? Rolling Stone said that Drew Barrymore rivaled Sharon Stone in indulging basic instincts. <laughs> Peter Travers said it was wickedly erotic. Wait, so they're basically a spellbinder. So they're basically saying it's a ripoff of Basic Instincts. Yeah, for the most part, except she doesn't do the boop. The, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what they're implying. A little bit. I think they're like, hey, if you want a younger, I mean, Sharon Stone was still in her prime then too. Like that's just mean. <laughs> yeah, they're repeating the last night, night, last night. <laughs> yeah, last night. Yeah, that part is amazing. Oh. It's very erotic. I kind of want to just watch like a whole series of trailers of 90s movies. Oh, you can find all of them on the internet. Okay. They all exist. They're that amazing. sounds more exciting. Quietly Sinister, said Janet Maslin. <laughs> Who's Janet Maslin? And it wasn't quietly sinister. It's just a big old shit show. <laughs> like it's not, yeah, it's not like, oh, she's gently seducing the father. No, Have sex so with me. Like, yeah, there's a lot yeah, of okay. stuff that happens. You don't need to cut that up. All right. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yes. Poison Ivy. Uh, Was there they're something also else that you wanted to play from it? I wasn't sure. I didn't no, I don't know. I see your hand on the button over there, but they also have... No, um, I was just dropping <clears> the volume <throat> a little bit. Um, there's also Poison Ivy 2, because Drew Barrymore didn't want to go for the second one, starring Alyssa Milano. Oh, Alyssa Milano. Yep. Wow. There is a whole thing with those... Um, yeah, somebody saying it sounded like oddball comedy music. It didn't. The music didn't fit what the trailer is for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alyssa Milano, I think, did it. Did she, she do a lot of sequels? She did. She was, like, number two girl. Yeah. After uh, Who's the Boss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. She but was... she was also in a lot of Lifetime movies. Like, she was in the uh, Amy Fisher story, wasn't she? Was she Amy Fisher? <sighs> um. Oh, who did play Amy Fisher? That's showing your age, too, knowing who Amy Fisher is. I know. I don't, I don't think it was, was Alyssa Milano. Or was that Drew Barrymore? Milano. I don't think it was Alyssa Milano. I think Milano. that might have been Drew Barrymore. Who played Amy Fisher with Joy Parafuco? 
That is a whole thing. If you're too young to remember Amy Fisher, fall down that rabbit hole for a little <laughs> bit. It was a huge scandal, this thing, when it was out. Now it just seems tame by comparison. But it was a big deal. Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. And then, oh uh, yeah. And then, what was the wife's name? All right, Eddie's saying. I think that they both did one. I think they might have both played. They both played Amy Fisher because there was a lot of stuff that went on the, that went on with it. And then, yeah, the poor wife who got didn't she get cut up? Yeah, actually, it's pretty. No, she got. Are you talking about uh, yeah, Mary Jo Buttafuoco? Yeah, what she happened? got shot in the head. That's oh, okay. Never no, mind. she's oh, alive. Remember, she worse. wrote a book. Well, we no, I know it. she's alive. Yeah, I know she's alive. I didn't say that. I just didn't remember it was that violent what happened to her. Oh, okay, yeah, that's Oh, yeah, her awful. book was called Getting It Through My Thick Skull. Okay. Well, I clearly I don't remember it as well. Oh, yeah, so. it was a okay, big, yeah. it was, it was, it was all kinds of drama. Okay. I'm looking at it, it looks like both of them played her at some point. Oh, all right. So, yeah, everybody everyone was Amy coveting Fisher. that Amy Fisher. Wow. I forgot about those scandals. That's That would be another actually good good episode we should do sometimes, just revisit different scandals from the 90s that's, that were big back then. Okay. But not now. Like which ones? Well, I'm trying to think of the other ones. I mean, I you would probably be the expert on those. But I remember the Amy Fisher one. Um, I'd have to think about it. I'm just throwing out that idea. I'm just saying at some point that would be Yeah, I'm trying to think of any of the other 90s ones. Yeah. I, I don't know. Lots there's of crazy ladies. A lot of crazy ladies. Well, I mean, there's the whole Lorena Bobbitt thing. That was a huge one. Oh, Tammy Faye Baker. Tammy oh, Faye yeah. Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the 90s scandals. There was a lot of them. There were a lot. Yeah. Some of them were not good. Yeah, Long Island Lolita. That's what that's what Amy Fisher that, was called. Yes. The Long Island Lolita. That is amazing. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to visit that. So maybe you can watch all of those movies and then just tell us how the how they all are. I can just give you summaries of them. Yeah, give us summaries of them. Sounds good. All right. Well, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, since I want to wear this hat again. Yeah, what is so it the hat? The Boston hat, I'm talking about the little one, you know, that like uh you know what I'm talking about with the Boston hat? Does that like make it? Is that enough of a description? Or what would you actually call those? Are you, are you talking about like the hat with the snap in the front of it? Yes, with the snap in the front. Yeah, like a like an actual. Isn't it like a golfer's cap or something? Golfer's cap? I don't know if it's a golfer's cap. It's more like you know, like a Boston tough. You know, like hey, I'm from Boston. Wow. I'm walking over here. Goes. You know, and then the, then you know they got the little tough hat. And they go to fisticuffs. All right. That's yes. what I want to go to. I'm looking. Um, I'm sorry. Back to the Amy Fisher thing. Yes. Uh, she started. Alyssa Milano started an Amy Fisher theme movie, Casualties of Love. Okay. The Long Island Lolita story. So everybody played Amy and Fisher. And then Drew Barrymore played Amy Fisher in the Amy Fisher story. Okay. All right. A flat cap. Somebody's saying it's called a flat cap. That's what they're called. Well, anyway, my whole idea behind this is because of one of the, uh, what we were talking about yesterday. And for a brief second there yesterday, we were talking about my private investigative career and how, you know, I'm a country private investigator and how I'm, I'm destined to do this. And I think I've got my first – one of my first jobs. And it comes from actually Courtney who wrote in with a description asking for help. And I believe she's implying that she wants to hire me for this to actually investigate something that's going on with her house. Mm, is she implying or are you just it's, taking? I mean, I assume there's money involved. I haven't, We haven't set a price, but I assume it's quite high. And uh, what she wrote is, Hi, Greg, I have a mystery house next door that I need help with. It's a mystery that has stumped us for over two years. And I'm going to give, give like a brief summary of what it is. And I have a couple of ideas that I'll throw out there for free. Just, you know, some, some bait in the water there just to try to... Uh, get people to understand what I can do with this skill. So in the summer of 2015, this neighbor's house, there was an old guy that lived next to them, and he moved into a retirement community and sold the house house as is. So he just sold it, 
whatever, probably like a state sale style, like take it. And then from the summer to the fall of 2015, there were a few people who worked on it, and they thought maybe there was going to be a contractor that was going to move into the neighborhood. All right. Around Christmas 2015, oh, so this is all in the same year, a for sale sign went up in the yard. And in February, it was sold, but no one moved in. This has been February when it was sold. No one moved in. Spring break came and went. And then summer started. No one moved into the house. So no one was moving in this thing. Was it somebody just sitting on it trying to resell it? Well, this all right, is, let's, all let me right, get, let's let me get you all the facts. Okay, okay. And then I think we need to analyze what's happening. So anyway, it's sitting there for half a year. Nobody moves into this house. And it's not a cheap house either. And so around the beginning of summer 2016, a moving company came by and moved in some furniture. But over the next year, from June 2016 to June 2017, no one lived at the house. There was no one there. Hmm. So she said randomly a loaner car from one of the Audi dealerships would be parked in the driveway, but that's about it. So then June 2017, they they went away for a week, and then they came back. There were two people living in the house, but they looked too young to be the owners of the house, and they were only there for eight weeks, and then they were gone. So So were they renting or... I don't know. And, okay. to, and then uh, from then, and she's checked the rental listings, short-term and long-term, nothing. And then in September or October of this last year, they're out in the front yard and a car pulled up in the driveway, and it was a man in his 50s. He approached uh, Courtney's husband and asked if they wanted the Costco-sized fireworks that were in his garage. Hmm. Yeah. Then he proceeded to tell them he was trying to figure out what to do with the house now that his kids were out of high school and decide whether to rent it or sell it. And then he was gone. So there is the mystery. What is going on with this house? Why are these people coming and going? Why was there nobody there for a year? What happened Hmm. at this house? Now, I've got a few theories. Number one, the Audi car in the driveway. So the Audi car occasionally showed up in the The driveway. Is that the murderer's car? Well, I'm not necessarily saying this is a murderer. You definitely have something nefarious going on. I mean, that is 100%. I think what you have here is a case of one of the underground houses that people use when they're on the lamb. I think what happened is this. You had the young couple that was there for eight weeks. That young couple had been there a little bit longer than that. And maybe... But, but they were living underground? But the, on top of that, no, underground... Well, oh, when you said they were on the lamb, I thought you meant like there is some sort of. Oh, yeah. No, I mean on the lamb as far as I thought you meant like physically underground. I'm like, no. No, no. I thought that maybe they were in some like hidey, like hideout. In this the house. is exactly what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying is going on there. So what you have is a hideout house. So that young couple that you saw, you weren't supposed to see them. They were supposed to be better about staying inside. It's a furnished house, mind you, but they stay in there and they don't come out of the house and they hide out there. Now, over this couple of years, there have been multiple people that have been in and out of that house. You just don't see them because they arrive in the middle of the night, all from the Audi dealership. So it just looks like somebody's taking a car for a test drive. Oh, I'll just park here Women for a park second. It? No, and then they're loading there. the people in, whoever's on the lamb, and then they hide out in that house for however long. You'll usually no longer than a couple of months because then the thugs find out where they're at. The people that are on, you know, hunting them, the gangsters, whoever it is. And so then they move out for two weeks. Now you'll see the car show up. If you keep track of when that car shows up, that's when you'll know when people move in and out. They also drop off some groceries and things like that. What you have is a hideout house. And that's what's going on over there. This guy who showed up saying, hey, do you want some Costco-sized fireworks? Which he knows clearly are illegal. He's testing you. Are they illegal? 
If they're Costco, yeah, most of that stuff's pretty illegal anymore. I I mean, Costco size, if they sell it at Costco. Costco sized. I don't think it means. I think he's there. I think it's implying large fireworks. Large fireworks. Okay. He's testing. He's testing to see if you're cool or not to come in on this. Are you going to go rat to the police and be like, hey, this guy's got Costco sized fireworks? Um, I don't want to, I don't, you know, call the police. And then he's going to test you on this and make sure. If you're cool or not. Now, if you don't say anything, if you took the fireworks, then you'd really owe him. Because then you'd be in on it with him. Okay. And the next thing you know, I'd be like, hey, I got my cousin coming into town. Uh, why don't you let uh, my cousin use your spare bedroom for a week? Don't worry. We'll pay you a little bit for it. And they, then you start getting these checks. And they all are not checks, but it's all uh, envelopes of money. And they start roping you in. Next thing you know, you got two cousins staying there. And then there's three cousins staying oh, there in the house. And then you got to go to the store. By all right. Well, Courtney you know, is saying it, right now that there's no, absolutely nobody there. Well, that's exactly what you we're supposed to think. Oh my! Because it's a hideout. They're in there, but they're trying to rope you in as part of it. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Anyway, that's just a little taste of what I can do as a private investigative uh, unit. Myself being the entire unit. Um, let me know if you'd like to hire me. You know, and because Greg needs to spend all the money that you'd give him on buying a hat that he thinks is so. Appropriate yes, for his and outfit. I get to wear the hat, and that's the thing. I can show up and I can like, snoop around and see what's going on. And I can maybe infiltrate it. I'll see if I can go on the lam and hide out there, and then I'll be able to really give you the details. I will need to live at your house for probably a minimum of three months. And so that will be part of the deal, and uh, food is included in, in the deal. So that's going to need to happen, but we'll, we'll square away the extra funds that you plan on paying me. And, um, and yeah, we'll make this work. So if you have a mystery that needs to be solved, send me an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com, and maybe you can hire the country PI. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, should we do some World of Crazy? We can. Okay. All right. That was it. I just want to make that pitch for anybody looking for, you know, to, to hire a private investigator. Courtney, you're right. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. You did the absolute wrong thing, Courtney. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking, Courtney? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm putting yeah. on my chapstick. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. My, sorry, my voice is, I haven't talked this much since okay. it was here yesterday. All right. I'll just go ahead and mute you in and out when we need to, and we're back. So oh, crazy. hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Excel, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up, Greg, did you know there was such thing as edible glitter? Edible glitter. Edible glitter. Not glitter that you just, that tastes like glitter that you, you know, can consume and it won't kill you, but actual glitter that you can eat. Okay. Yeah, so Why would you a, want edible glitter? Well, it's the latest food trend, edible glitter. It's on, uh, So you can make your pizza sparkly, your bagels glitter in the morning your sun. Your bagels, okay. Your bagels, yes. Ed- edible glitter has been popping on, up on more and more foods lately, which is a natural extension of rainbow and unicorn trends that have overtaken social media. Which Unicorn is a trend again? Are unicorns like a big thing now? I think they usually are. I mean, they well, they weren't for a while. I don't remember seeing a lot of people posting about unicorns. But, um, yeah, they but might it's back be. again. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Um, so they say that uh, rainbow and unicorn trends have been overtaking social media. First and foremost, it was made for cake decorating. So okay. for wedding cakes, frosted cookies, special occasion treats. But I guess this is the thing that's been popular with coffee. Why would That people want have been making their latte art and then using this edible, drinkable glitter on top of glitter. Glitter's annoying in usually every aspect. Yeah, it also I mean, it shows up everywhere. Also, it shows up in Prosecco, which is a sparkling wine. Okay. Which is already sort of sparkling to begin with. 
Uh, also, breweries put it into beer. I think I had a story about a brewery that topped it off with some sparkles. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, that, that yeah. does make sense. Or I seem to recall that. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah, it was for the Sasquatch brewery. The Peeps says, Yeah. Oh, there, it was the Peeps beer. Yeah. Yes. Gross. So this is a different one. So it gives a really cool, hard to describe, but lava, uh, lava, lava, lava lamp galaxy effect to the beer. So I guess there are breweries that are actually putting this inside the beer so you can drink your swirly. What happened just beer. drinking a Keystone Light out of the back of a car? You know, that's kind of what I'm I old. <laughs> Did you really just say whatever happened to drinking a warm Keystone Light out of the back of my car? Yeah, that's how, that's how I was introduced to it. I didn't need any sparkles. All right. Well, yeah, now glitter bagels are a huge thing over in England. Okay. Also, a rainbow glitter pizza in Santa Monica, California is tops there as well. Uh, yeah, tops. No. Uh, edible glitter sales have seen a big pickup in the last several uh, last few years. So um, they're made in FDA audited food safe environments containing ingredients that are meant to be digested. So you can buy these glitters with the clearly labeled word "edible," and they will have the ingredients listed on the packages. So you can um, buy them at bakery stores or on the internet if you'd like to. This is why everyone hates us. All right. Oh, why? Because of our glitter food. Yes. Yeah. All right. I am parent. Sorry, I need I need more water. Okay, that's fine. It's so gross drinking my water. I know. I'm trying to, like, keep this going. You're doing good. Okay. A North Carolina man said a craving for a coconut water. Ooh. Great. I like coconut water. A coconut water. We've talked about my coconut addictions. Um, Yes, I know. Uh, Was responsible for him winning a $100,000 lottery jackpot. Uh, Wait, how? Because he wanted a coconut water and he happened to go into the store and they just decided to buy a ticket after his craving for coconut water and he won $100,000. So what you're saying is my love of coconut water could lead to riches. I am saying it could lead to riches. Jorge Santos of Charlotte said uh, to the North Carolina Education Lottery officials that he visited the Circle, Circle K store on Sunday. Ah, Circle K's. To satisfy his craving for coconut water. When he decided, uh, when he was there, he also decided to grab some orange juice and a $4 million Diamond Dazzler scratcher. This sounds, uh, I, I kind of like this guy. Some coconut water and some juice. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. like your best friend. Yeah. Well, uh, Domingo says that, uh, well, Domingo Santos said that he scratched the ticket later in the day and didn't discover the prize until looking at the very bottom of the ticket. He said the prize was the last number I scratched. He said, I saw 36 and knew I won something. I kept scratching and I saw the number one. I thought, oh, cool, maybe I won $100. And then he kept scratching. Turned out to be 100000 Wow. So I was just wanting to warn you that maybe mm-hmm. next time, you want your coconut water, maybe pick up a lottery ticket. Or this could be a, a bug from the lottery. I think for my country private investigator character, now that I think about it, in addition to the button hat that he'll wear, he'll also have a thing for coconut water. I don't think it's called a button hat. Uh, what is it called? A flat hat? A Boston hat. I'll just keep calling it a Boston hat. And, uh, and I thought it was just like a, a cap. For, for the, uh, well, no, then it could be confused with everything. I think it's a Boston cap. And then mm. then he'll also have a, like a coconut water thing and be like, oh, let me see, this is a tough case. And you will drink coconut water. I'm picturing a whole movie series, too. Yeah, you seem really into this. Yeah. All right. And uh, I'm going to go to this story finally. A North Alabama woman has been jailed on a felony arson charge for setting fire to a package of ham she decided to <laughs> set on fire and toss into, a garbage, or toss into a garbage can at a motel. Oh. There is this seems there like are a... so many questions I have <laughs> about this. So she set fire to the ham. She was at a motel. She's, she's like Adele, but instead of setting fire to the rain, she's setting fire to the ham. Oh, that was terrible. Do you want me to cut that out of the podcast? If you... I don't care. Okay, we'll leave it in there. Um, so 
So, okay, why did she have all the ham? Fuck. You have to sing it because I can't sing right now. No, I don't want to sing it. You have to do the Adele. I set fire to the ham. Watch it burn. Come on, do it. No. No, I'm not going to do it. No. We've committed. We have not committed. That was you that committed. I'm letting you bury yourself with that one. You're burning up in ham with that one. So, okay, so she had all the ham. Why did she have all the ham? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you asked me. So this woman's name is Beverly Harrison, 62 years old. She's accused of setting fire to the ham that caused the explosion. So like trying to cover up evidence? Or? So no injuries were reported, although Harrison's room was significantly damaged. So investigators learned that uh, family had brought the ungrateful Beverly Harrison a pack of ham to eat so she wouldn't be hungry. Oh. But Beverly did not want the ham. Okay. And she said after her family left, she decided to set the ham on fire and throw it into the garbage can. (laughs) To prove a point? To prove? It's like she got free food. She's like, (laughs) no, burn it. Throw it in the garbage can. When the smoke started filling her room, she decided to just leave. Uh, At no point did she alert anyone to the fire, witnesses said. The fire also... (laughs) So it starts filling up with smoke, like, this sucks in here. I'm going to go. Yeah. She's just like, (laughs) just walking out with like a a fireball behind her, like a (laughs) slow-mo. As she, yeah, so the fire also caused a can of butane fuel to explode, according to police. Well, uh, Beverly Harrison, who was living in the hotel, is now being held in her new home at the county jail. <laughs> and if convicted, she could face up to life in prison. Well, you are endangering a lot of people That's by a lot of people. With your burning ham. Yeah. Just, I picture just throwing it behind her back, like, <laughs> just fuck you. Like striking the match, like slow motion. I mean, I'm not a ham eater either, but I still wouldn't. I'm not really a big fire. ham person. Yeah. I'm a turkey. I'm a bird man. Chicken, mostly. Not really a pig man? No, not for the most part. I like a little bacon. A little bacon every now and then. If it's extra, extra crispy. I know. But mostly I'm a I'm a chicken man. We've talked about That's it. That's enough. All right. Well, there you go, your friend, my friends. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. Excellent. Woo. All right. Well, we do have some ball talk we have to get to since we weren't able to do it yesterday as much as I don't want to do yes, it. Yes, we have to. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. And here it is. The Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions has concluded, which means the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament is over. The Insanity of the Month Before April concluded on Monday with Villanova winning the championship. Who did I pick to win the whole thing? Villanova won and won the championship. You cannot be a baby about this. I'm not being a baby about anything. You're being a baby. I'm not being a baby about anything. You let me finish my story. Anyway, you do the top 10 people that finished. I don't have to do anything I don't want to. So here's where we're at. Oh, my God. Greg's champion bracket, out of the kindness and generosity of my heart, I didn't want to ruin anybody's weekend, so I made sure that I... F- Wait, where did I finish? 50. Oh, no, I'm not in the first two pages. I don't even know if I'm on the third page. Anyway, didn't work out quite like I thought it. Um... We do have. Wait, so where, where did you actually end up? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to bother looking it up. All right. It'll see, so I. <laughs> Funemploymentradio.com slash TOC is where you can see this. I ended up as number five. I'm right, not I'm looking this. Okay. Well, let me let me go through here. I, I get it. Here's a little bit higher than me. Oh, I found you. Here's where we're at. You're on the second to last page. I will read. We do have some, some teams that finished pretty well. And uh, I've taken a look at this. We had. In the top 10, Jeff's reasonable, bra- reasonable bracket, UNC 3, Carolina Blue, Chester Huntington III, DJ Kid M bracket, uh, Biter and the Snow Dog, Sarah X killing it at number five. Oh, number five. Number five out of everybody. Out of everybody. And I had no, 
I kept seeing all these memes over the weekend of people saying, like, what's more, like, there's nothing more annoying than the girl in your office who just picks things based on the colors that she likes. So and true. And wins the entire bracket. So true. <laughs> then we had the. I looked, up, I looked up nothing. I knew nothing. The number sh- five. The shifty shit apples at number four. Bad bag guy at number three. Basic bitch bracket. At number two. Good job, Cammy and Steph and D Force. And who's our number one? And number one, our winner and two time defending champion is Dwayne oh. from Canada <laughs> with Frozen Balls Don't Bounce. Dwayne, this is ridiculous. Two years in a row, Dwayne has won the Fun Employment Radio. Tournament of Champions. The odds of that are stupid. And Dwayne, God damn it. Good job. Two years in a row, Dwayne has won. He is a two time defending champion. The Canadians are taking everything from us, and uh, including our Tournament of Champions. <laughs> now, Dwayne, congratulations. You won. Calgary wins this one. Dwayne, that was awesome. Dwayne, good job. Um, a couple other things that I that I did have for Ball Talk, just really quick. Um, in and I'll, I'll give Dwayne another congratulations here at the end. But uh, we do have this in Portland. If you're driving around Portland right now, you'll see something really stupid, and it's this. Many other cities have been trying to lure LeBron James to their city to play basketball for them the next year. Uh, so he's a free agent over this summer. And Philadelphia has done it. L.A. has done it. Cleveland is doing it. There's lots of places that want LeBron to come to their city. Now the Blazers have their own sign up. Oh, gross. Which, here's the thing. LeBron James is never coming to Portland. It's not happening. It's just not happening. And they, this group called Trillblazin, which we all know how I feel about the word trill, did a GoFundMe to put up this billboard, and it just says, LeBron, Dame needs a third option, which is the dumbest sign you could ever possibly put up. A, it makes LeBron James look like he is not the best player on the planet. Like, hey, come here and be a backup to, to Damien. Um, B, it's such a waste of money. It's such a waste of money, and there's all these people that contributed to it. If you contributed to it, Fine. Um, you can also get a subscription to Fun Employment Radio for the Supporters Club for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free, and uh, there's a lot of people that donate. Oh, I'm looking. That is. They got sixty eight hundred dollars to put up this, this, uh, this sign. This LeBron wow. Dame needs a third option. So that is the sign that is up. If you're driving around Portland, I think it's on MLK and like Broadway. Is where you can see it. Stupid. Oh yeah, no, it's not the Trailblazers themselves that put up this sign. Just to just to make that clear, the Trailblazers themselves did not do just this. Just a group of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, and finally in Baltimore. Would... Okay, whatever. Well, you can spend your money good. however you want, but I mean seriously. Yeah. Like that's what you want to spend sixty eight hundred dollars on? No, the sign was only five thousand. They made money by putting this up. They've made more money. The sign was fifty five hundred. They made sixty eight hundred. Okay. So they're walking away with money on top of this thing. I mean, more power to them. Good, good job. You got, you got people to pay you. Um, but anyway, that is up right now. Finally, in ball talk today is the start. And I don't talk about golf very much on the show, but I feel like this, you're going to see this a lot over the next couple of days. And part of ball talk is my job is to inform you. And uh, Tiger Woods is back competing in the Masters 
after, I believe, let's see, he hasn't won the Masters since 2005. Tiger Woods is old now, in case you didn't know. Uh, he last won a major event in 2008. Oh, I feel... <laughs> but okay. now, now, he's, now he's back competing again. So there's a lot of people. It's going to get a lot of attention this year. I think it just started today, the Masters. If he were to win it, it'll be a huge deal. And either way, just the fact that he's in there, you'll see it a lot of places. So the Masters is going on. Also, it's at Augusta National um, is where, the, where it takes place. And they've banned certain words from, that, from the Masters now because they've been having people heckling fans. One thing, though, that's specifically banned at this club, it's like a prestigious country club, is if people shout dilly dilly, you will be removed from... Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. It's from a Budweiser commercial that aired during the Super Bowl. I'm still, I've seen it shown places. I have no idea. It's like a rallying cry. You say dilly dilly, but I guess people have been doing it at golf tournaments. And they said they passed out a list to everybody there that you'll be immediately removed if you yell out dilly dilly. Hmm. So there is that. But anyway, you will see more of Tiger Woods over this weekend. And uh, especially if he does win, as Dwayne says in the chat right now, go Tiger, win for the old people. Once again, Dwayne, congratulations. Two-time defending champion. Enjoy it now because I will take that crown from you next year. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Good there we job, go. Greg. There we All right, go. somebody's pointing out, uh, Mr. Jakey's saying in the chat that it was supposed to be like, um, they're not trying to get LeBron here. It's just a comedic billboard. I just still don't get the comedy. Well, then it's not, it's supposed to be funny. What is it funny or something? Is that is that what it is? Asking followers to back an idea for inviting him to be, oh he's oh they're supposed to be funny. If you have to explain it this much, it probably isn't working. Oh okay. Mr. Jenky's funny though. Mr. Jenky is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think that's as funny as. Yeah okay. Well anyway, all right. Well there it is. We'll leave it at that. Um, Number five. You did. You I cannot believe five. that I finished that high. I've never finished that high before. Yeah. You haven't either. <laughs> no, I've. I've. Yes. No, not finish your lie. Finish your lie. I choose not to talk about. Finish your the dirty past. lie. I only look mm-hmm. towards the future for the tournament of champions. I did beat. I just will say I did beat Tristan Mayer and Scott Daly in our little bracket, and they each owe me five dollars. So I feel good about that. Um, there we go. Yeah, that makes up for the overall defeat. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Jenkins says the comedy is that LeBron is Dame's third option. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but is that $5,500 funny? I and think Mr. Jenkins is smarter. I think he's Well, no, I no, it's, I, I mean, I get the joke. I don't get it. I mean, I because, get it. Because they're implying that LeBron is so bad, he would be the third option for Damien to pass to when he's, if he yeah. passed to CJ McCollum and used It goes real pictures. dark on that billboard. And then, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate it. Um, as I said, the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash supporter. You can join there. And uh, $6.99 a month, the first week is free, $80 for the entire year. You get all the exclusive material we have in the archives, including video, uh, extra shows, Fun Employment Radio off the record, um, lots of things that are in there. And you also will get a Fun Employment Radio pin, a Supporters yes. Club pin, which we're sending out in the mails. We've had some issues with some people receiving them. But if you have written in your address, sent us your physical address, oh, yeah. and you're a Supporters There's Club member, right you will end up getting them. Yeah, if you're watching beautiful. the video, you can see it right now. And that's uh, what the Supporters Club gets to do. Otherwise, just like us on Facebook, Twitter, 
Follow us on YouTube and Instagram and all of that. We'll be posting a lot more things uh, soon. Um, go to funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Get tickets to our live show on the 14th. Please at do. At the Landmark yep. Saloon. We still have some left. We do. Yep. So go there and pick up your tickets now. Funemploymentradio.com slash experience. It is going to be a very fun day. And uh, we'll tell you more about that coming up to it. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, Thank for tuning you. in to Fun Employment Radio. You're all wonderful people. We appreciate you greatly. And we'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Podcast going back up. Uh, we'll, we'll go up afterward sometime. I'm going to go home and watch Lifetime and snuggle with my new boyfriend, NyQuil. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to get a NyQuil addiction, aren't you? What do you call that? Quillin? Quillin. Quillin so hard right now. Quillin so hard right now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. That was so disturbing. Quillin.